What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. This is episode 170. The NFL playoffs are next week, and I cannot be more excited. Super wild card weekend is a coming. BK, what's going on, brother? Episode 170? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What? 170? That's a lot, bro. That's a lot of episodes. That, that's a lot. It's more than, more than a, a little. Football. <laughs> we got a lot of football coming up, too, boy. Yeah, dude. The Super Wild Card oh Weekend is exciting because now we got that extra game. Pretty cool. Yeah. Two extra games. Uh, we, we started getting that last year. So now we have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday playoff football coming this week. But before we get into the matchups, we did have the final week of the regular season happened this weekend, and there were plenty of playoff implications that happened, some record implications that were coming up as well, and some really cool stuff for some teams coming into the future. So we're going to get right into that. Starting off with the Saturday games, the Chiefs beat the hell out of the Raiders. Who would have thought? Everybody would have <laughs> probably thought. But the important note out of this is that the Chiefs won, so they ended 14-3, and the best record in the National Football League after Yo. they lose Tyreek Hill via trade and everybody's like man the chiefs including myself i didn't think the chiefs were going to be great this year i thought they were going to be really okay chiefs wind up being the best team in football who would have thought they were the best player in the world one of the best players we've ever seen and do you know why that stat is officially or that that claim is officially here to stay right we've been saying mahomes one of the best ever for a couple years now yeah. which is crazy because he's so young patrick mahomes now has the most yards in a season by a player in NFL history. Really? The most yards he passed Drew Brees. Drew Brees in 2011 had 5,500 yards, 5,562 to be exact. And that's between hmm. the air and the ground, however yeah. else you get yards, right? Patrick Mahomes needed 180 this game. He winds up passing it. 5,614 total yards from Patrick Mahomes in 2022, the most of all time. He had over 400 or close to 400 on the ground, which is pretty impressive. And he was decently close to breaking Manning's record for air yards. Do you need another 200 for that? So, you know, he, he was about a game away or so. But congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, the likely MVP, the likely unanimous MVP, yeah. too. Um, it did feel like the MVP race was going to come down to the wire for a second because, you know, Jalen Hurts was playing so well and the Eagles only had one loss. Justin Jefferson was about to break Megatron's record, and it was like, whoa, we might have a conversation here. <laughs> and then and then Jefferson had to – a clunker of a game. They sat him, really, in their game yesterday. Jalen Hurts was hurt for two games, and it was like, oh, okay, well, it's locked up. Pack it up. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy it how things flip. In it's two weeks. Flip. Two weeks, yeah. so – Congrats to Patty on yeah. that and the likely MVP, his second one. He's already he's already a, a Hall of Famer at this point. It's pretty wild. And and it's crazy that like this season was definitely a big like stepping stone for him. Mm -hmm. Because again, like you said you were a victim of the narrative. I was too. There was a lot of slander going on with the Chiefs mm -hmm. that they weren't gonna be that good. And again, we we definitely felt that because you're losing Tariq Hill, and that felt like a like a gear in the system that couldn't be broken yeah. and you lose that piece. And it's like, Oh man, what, what are we going to do now? Like there, there's no more. Oh, I'm going to throw it up Tariq down there somewhere. Like there's yeah. no more of that. Yeah. Well, it, it just so happens that it was never Tariq. It was like, never, it, it was never him. It, it was it's some of it, but like Patty's just, 
he's him. There, yeah. There's no question about it. And th- this definitely proved that, that you lose one of your biggest pieces in the offense. And nothing really lacked. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, he had 41 touchdowns this year. Seven more than the next best guy, which is Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow had an amazing season also, but... Yeah, you can't even compare the two with, with the with the way that the numbers kind of worked out. Um, he did have a lot of interceptions, but I think most of the best quarterbacks in the league had over ten this year. So like, whatever. Um, one hundred five QB or not QBR, one hundred five quarterback rating and seventy seven QBR. He's uh he's really good. <laughs> he's really really good and he gets a he gets a week off now because they do in fact get the one seed because they won and the whole no game between the uh the Bengals and the bills last week which uh i don't think that when we recorded our episode on monday we thought we were gonna have like an era defining kind of a game with the bills and the Bengals, even though it only no, like, like we we had minutes. gerard on there we were hyped yeah. for, uh for the game all that and ends up being a really really scary night and thank thank god that that hamlin's okay he everybody's rallying around him now love the support from the nfl and just everybody else class act from the Bengals too like all of their fans super dope but man well and then millions of dollars go into demar hamlin's uh toy fund which was really cool so and, sick and so obviously sick. Like, he didn't even make it off the field yet it felt yeah. like and there was already that link was already posted yeah <laughs> it was pretty instantaneous and you know a lot of times we've talked about this at least five or six times over our 170 episodes but there's times where like sports really transcends right and you look at a moment you're like man this is why i love sports and it's like you have this guy who, who goes through this injury that should never happen and whether rules need to be changed because of it. I know this was kind of a freak accident, but, like, these are the risks that you run and you shouldn't necessarily have to, right, um, playing these types of games. And you you see, like, people rally and, and teams kind of not matter and players not care about the game. The game got canceled. They just put it away. Nobody was playing after that. That doesn't happen. The NFL has 17 games for each team, and they just simply did not play one of them because this was yeah. bigger than that and all the implications. These are two of the three best teams, not only yeah. in the AFC <laughs> but in the, in the sport. And so now you obviously have the no play, and now there's going to be a neutral site game if one of them win in advance to the AFC Championship game. So there's a lot of implications just all in all. But it was nice to see that we took a a step away from sports and made it a humane moment, and it it lasted days longer than we would have hoped. But DeMar woke up, and he seems to be on the right track to getting better. And that's really about all you could ask. So, uh, again, continue to to send love and support however you might do that to him and his family. And, obviously, the Bills players and T. Higgins and everybody who might be affected. Everybody was at that stadium. You know a loved one that was at that game. I mean, that's, like, traumatizing in itself. So, you know, send some yeah. love to, to everybody involved. It's um, definitely important. So, appreciate yeah. that. And, obviously, not being a Bills fan, like, you probably won't, like, know too much about DeMar. But, like, now you're starting to see, like mm-hmm. – what type of person he is and all that. And like all, all the cool quirky stuff that he'd be doing. And it's like, uh, that's really sick. But the the first thing that really came to my mind, like after the dust settled with this is when the new CBA 
is being argued for the NFL, mm-hmm. guaranteed money for these players is going to be so vital. Like, if the players aren't demanding that, like, where your contract is just guaranteed. because Or again, at least, like, majority guaranteed. Like, there has to be, like, minimum. Yeah. There has to be, like, 80% minimums or something, right? There, there has to. But NFL is the worst when it comes to guaranteed money. Yeah. Like, it, it's so bad. And, like, obviously, this is a one in million chance that this will ever happen. But something like this will happen again. This is not a when. It's when will it happen. And and even if it's not that drastic, where it's just like Mm -hmm. you get hurt and you can never play, walk, talk again, whatever it may be, the money has to be there for these players. Yeah. So that's the first thing that really came to my mind, where there's no way that we could go another CBA and not have that being fought for. So... I, I comp- that, you're you're absolutely right. Definitely, uh, definitely big. You're absolutely right, and I mean, you know, these players again put their bodies on the line, and so many of them. Um, I did see some some numbers and some stats that I'm not going to regurgitate because I don't know them to the T. But I did essentially see some numbers that were not so flattering when it comes to uh, players' pensions and the money that they oh, get, the money that they get uh, in a set what you would essentially call retirement, and for from healthcare after. And what quantifies as immobile or, um, you know, not being fully capable as a person like they're they have their own doctors. And it's, there's several issues that they're going to need to address. And this is yeah. going to be a big linchpin of that. So it's not stuff you like to see. But if it leads to hopefully change towards that type of stuff, then um, it's nice to see that it'll move the needle a little bit further. So. You know, you don't want to use these scary situations as as bait, but like sometimes you kind of have to to protect the future. No, right? you you definitely have to, and it's it, stu- it sucks that Demar and his situation has to be the yeah like the spotlight of it. But again, it it's cool that it does have to for him. Like he gets to be the turning point for the NFL. That's gonna set hopefully. the hopefully yeah. That, that's that's the I'm issue just saying right in, in, in a perfect world, yeah. <laughs> So shout out to them. And then the Bills do get a crazy game this weekend as well. Um, yeah. They start the game first place since. First place since. Kick return. It's just like, man. And then apparently, uh, I didn't like this, but it had been three years and 33 days. So threes across the board since they had had a kick return touchdown. That's like, oh, brother, here we go. And then in the same day, one of his high school teammates gets a touchdown. And it's like, man, like. Yeah. Sports are crazy, dude, and we've seen it a million times where like something bad happens and somebody bounces back to like honor them, and it, it, it's it's always a cool sight. So again, shout out to that and to the Bills getting their win, and they don't get the one seed, which maybe they might have if they won on Monday, but that's just not the way it worked out. And um, they'll they'll play the rest of their season, and they they definitely have something to play for, and a lot of emotions around it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll we'll switch gears a little bit, but still on emotions. On another Saturday game, Titans-Jags. And the Titans and the Jags, this was a winner go home. The winner wins the division. The loser is out, right? The the Titans were on a landslide. They lost to Anahill. They weren't playing particularly well. Trevor Lawrence, after Thanksgiving, I don't know how many times I've said it, but it's been a very different <laughs> player. And he wasn't even great in this game. But he made really big plays when it mattered. And, you know, Tennessee's defense was really, really good. And they kind of showed that in this game. But the Jags, 
get a big pick towards the end there, are able to seal the deal. Duvall's going to the playoffs. We saw their their owner sleeping in the press box, and then they score a touchdown, and he's <laughs> elated. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and one of the craziest narratives in sports is when you have a team that's really close, right? We'll just take the Dolphins, for example, who we'll talk about soon. But they're really close, and then, like, it finally makes it to the next level, right? The Jaguars were not very close. Last year was about as disastrous as a, of a season as you could have ever had in an organization. Ever. Yeah. They hired the wrong guy. They got a rookie quarterback under that wrong guy with a bunch of dudes who are brand new to the locker room. There's no culture being said, this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, man, this could be really bad despite us drafting a generational guy. They're bringing Doug Peterson. Just in an instant, he changes the culture there because he's actually a seasoned coach who knows what he's doing. And he's done this before. And it's like, wow, maybe that's important. <laughs> and um, now the Jags go 9-8 and eight after several seasons with top three overall picks. Trevor Lawrence looked amazing. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram all had, like, these guys yeah. suck tags coming into the season. Because they got deals that people thought were way more expensive than they're worth. All had career high in receptions. All had career high in yards. All had career high in touchdowns. Good for them. Good for the Jags. And they're in the playoffs. Yeah, it's so cool, man. Like, it, it's a great story. Because you, you go back a couple of years when they, they made it to the AFC Championship game. And it was like, whoa. That this might be a, a nice little uh like a little dynasty in the making too because like yeah they were young and then it just all crumbled and and they built it back from the ground up especially yeah. after last season everything you said like they they made the moves they got some ballers and they all came and balled out too whether everybody thought they were would or not yeah so i'm, I'm definitely rooting for the jags like they they're, they're definitely going to have a lot, a lot of support outside of Duval this playoffs, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, and they need to revel in that, right? Because sports are a crazy thing where one year people love you and the next day hate. So enjoy people rooting for you. Hopefully they can maybe get a playoff win. They have a tough matchup because, again, two great young quarterbacks, them and Herbert, but two very odd teams that never do the <laughs> right thing seemingly. So it's going to be who yeah. can freak this the hardest. But, I mean, again – we can take a look at their last couple of seasons, right? Three and 14 last year, one and 15 the year before six and 10 the year before five and 11 the year before. Like that's not good. <laughs> that is not good. And they make the playoffs for the first time since 2017. They were really bad during that time, but they have made the playoffs way sooner than some of the other teams that just got in this year too. So, <laughs> you yeah, know, totally. we can't, we can't, uh, we can't hate too hard because, they, they have been good relatively recently. And now they're back. Congrats to the Jacks winning up. the division. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Um, the Ravens, real quick, sat their entire squad, played the B team, maybe C team. Now they get to play the Bengals again next week. I don't know how that's going to do fair for them. Uh, it, it can't go well. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Because they're like, yeah, let's rest these guys. So next week, we'll beat you. And the Bengals are like, okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. 
They're going to get cooked. Yeah, and I mean, the Bengals have been the best team in the league since week three. So... (laughs) (laughs) Kind of one of those deals. Uh, We'll definitely see, though. It's it's a division. There's a lot of division matchups in the playoffs. Yeah, and we'll definitely get get more into it when we start talking about the matchups, but... Absolutely. We We mentioned the Dolphins earlier. Uh, there was a guy who lost a $3,000 bet. He put like 100 bucks on the exact score in the fourth quarter to be three to, or the final score to be six to six or whatever it was in this game, six to nine. And uh, the safety in the last second of the game cost him 3K. So shout out to the Jets for ending their season on a safety. It's honestly a pretty good way to describe their season. Uh, shout out to the Dolphins for breaking an eight game losing streak or not falling to an eight game losing streak, whichever. Oh, oh my God. Uh, they do make the playoffs somehow. If there's a will, there's a way this game was somehow ugly, somewhere. like really ugly, but both defenses look pretty good. And I think that's important to note. Uh, the Dolphins had two very good, uh, rushers in this game with Wilson and Mostert. They kind of both went crazy. And they had a lot of yards, they just couldn't score. So you're hoping that when, if and when Tua comes back and plays in the playoffs, which, newsflash, I hope he doesn't, but he probably will, they'll definitely be a much more formidable team, especially if the defense is playing to this level. And they're going to play another division rival in the Bills. They had one of the best games of the year earlier this year. I think it was like week three or four, and it was a fantastic game. Dolphins actually wound up winning that game giving the Bills one of their only handful of losses. But I don't know what to think about Miami. I don't think they should start Tua. Again, we'll talk more about that when we get into the playoffs. But, like, this, if this is any indication of how their offense is going to be, they're going to have a very short uh, postseason. Yeah, because if it was looking like that with the Jets. And, I mean, the Jets' defense is really good. No, it, it, it definitely is. But still, yeah, yeah. There's been <laughs> this there's, is this is a week eighteen Jets defense. This is a week eighteen like, Jets defense that has nothing to play for besides keeping Miami out of the playoffs. And I don't know if Salah has that in him to rally his troops to keep a team out. I don't think he does, and that's no disrespect to him. I don't think more than four coaches have that in them. So to be able to rally your troops to be like, hey, go out there and give it all to get those guys out of it. I don't think they have enough spite uh, in them, right? Is definitely. I don't know if he not. has that because, again, not, clearly not. They scored six points. So clearly well, not. Well, I mean, just, it's just, Joe cause, Flacco, just because they're not producing don't mean you're not hey, rallying them. <laughs> if, if you can't score 13, you didn't rally him hard enough. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm asking for a field, two field goals and a tutty. Give me, give me three scores. Man. Um, Joe Flacco looked terrible, but I will one thing I do want to say about the Jets is um Garrett Wilson is actually a superstar. He he made Xavion Howard barbecue chicken yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he he made him look horrible. It was on him like the white on rice. So uh shout out to Garrett Wilson. Hopefully he gets a quarterback that has like a usable arm at some point in his career. Like, I don't want him to turn into Brandon Cooks. Well, not Brandon Cooks. Allen Robinson. Better example. Allen Robinson. Don't do that. Yeah, this uh, this offseason for the Jets is going to be really, really interesting because I, I really do feel, truly, that we only need to get a couple of pieces mm-hmm. and we could be a playoff contender to make it in. Now, the problem with that is they need the biggest piece in the sport, and that is a quarterback. And 
Yeah. There's only about 12 of them that I would want. So, yeah. and, and I've been saying, I don't, don't want us to draft another one. Go, go find one on the market, go trade for one, do whatever you need to do. <sighs> we'll, <But> see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't, we'll see. We'll see. And that's yeah. why it's going to be interesting. I, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But that's going to make a break. You you stick with Zach Wilson, we're cut. Or whoever is there, and it's not going to... Yeah. I mean, any of the three. I don't care how good the Mike White story has been. It was fun for, like, midseason, it. but no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not here for it. No. I'm not here for it. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, what else is there? The Texans blew to one pick. That was pretty cool. Oh, man. That, that um, was... Uh... <laughs> I think that was a Lovey Smith just deciding, you know what, I'm about to get fired. So let's ruin this. Texas scored 32 in the last game of the year. All they got to do is lose. All they had All they to do, do is lose. lose. And now they have the two pick, which isn't like world breaking. But now somebody else is going to trade up, take the one pick from them, take Bryce Young. And I, we were saying this to our buddy who's a, a Texans fan. And if you're listening, then we, you've heard this before. But what's going to happen is somebody's <laughs> going to trade up, get Bryce Young. They're going to draft C.J. Stroud. And he's going to be a bust. And it's going to be just – there's going to be a video, a YouTube uh, docu-series in four years about how the Texans almost had a dynasty. And it's they missed a generational talent of Bryce Young. And blah, 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 blah. And – well, no. if anybody knows how that's going to feel, it's me because the Jets almost had the one pick. They have that video getting winning. written right now. <laughs> yeah, we ended up, we almost uh, lost. We ended up winning the game and we lose Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So if anybody knows, I know. That video is so. getting written right now. Hey, if you had Trevor Lawrence, you wouldn't have Sauce Gardner probably. And the guys on the squad now. So you got to look at it. It all, hap- it all happens for a reason. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Well, uh, one can hope. L1 can hope. The uh, the Panthers also blow what should have been a bad season to get seven disgusting wins, and now they're going to be stuck in mid-purgatory <laughs> for the rest of eternity. Uh, Browns are right there with them. Saints are right there with them. Just mid-purgatory is, is a coming, boys. Don't worry. Uh, the Broncos also put themselves in that situation. Uh, they won their game against the Chargers, which I want this to be known. We mentioned the Chargers earlier as a dumpster fire, and they make the wrong decisions all the time. Brandon Staley is the worst head coach I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. And he's going to keep his job because he has a generational talent at quarterback, wide receiver, left tackle, running back, linebacker, and DB. He has generational guys at all those positions. And he can only get 10 wins. And then Joey Bosa gets hurt. And Mike Williams gets hurt. In this game, that for some reason they started them with nothing to play for, no way to move up or down, and they lose. <laughs> they did all that and still lost. You gotta love it, truly. It's it's yeah, you, re- it's, you really do. It's not great. It's really not, not great. <laughs> but uh, hopefully they can be healthy for next week because they have a fun one. Uh, Giants did the opposite. They sat everybody. They lost. Who cares? They sat everybody. The Giants actually almost won this game. Is what's wild. They, yeah, they, 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 they made it the game fighting. at the end there. They were getting whopped, and uh, they, they scored a lot in the last quarter. It wasn't enough, but Danny didn't play. Saquon didn't play. They had a lot of other guys sitting down because they're like, hey, man, we're the sixth seed. Why would we fight any harder? We're a sixth seed. Who cares? And shout, shout out to Brian Dable. Shout out to Brian Dable. Been, been loving him this year. He would win coach of the year. 
but he's not. Maybe he will. I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? It's probably the Eagles head coach. I, I, I don't know who's winning coach of the year. I did know at one point. I, I, it's lost now. And mm-hmm. then uh, the the last two I want to talk about the uh, the Seahawks get the ugliest must win game ever. They had the win, then get some help to get into the playoffs. They do. They beat the Rams in OT. Um, game winning field goal. Shoutouts nineteen to sixteen. Winning a low-scoring game is new for them. They don't do that very often this year. Yeah. Uh, and then they had to hope for the, the last game of the year, the very last game of the year, they had to hope for the Detroit Lions to go into Green Bay, beat Aaron Rodgers, and the Lions had nothing to play for besides that thing I mentioned earlier where getting your troops riled up. Is 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 Dan Campbell coach of the year? Like, he's not going to win it. But, like, in the more, hearts, more, is he coach of the year? M- Morally, yes. Like, he is a dog, especially last year, too. We were saying, like, down the stretch, he is going to be great for this team. Yeah. And it's proven to be that. Like, the Lions are over 500. What? And I think that's, like, it's more important. It's more important to say that because the Lions were in such a bad position when they lost Stafford because they didn't really – get a whole lot back. Like they got a lot back for them. They obviously they got the first round picks. But that was just yeah. picks. They've been known to not make great picks, so you're like trusting that they can, which Aiden Hutchinson, Penny Sewell have been fantastic players. So like clearly that's changed. Amon Ross St. Brown's been fantastic for them. Clearly something's changing in their culture and their drafting culture and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff had another one of his like why is Jared Goff playing well years? Um, cause yeah. I don't think he's actually that good, but he can make an offense. He's like an elite tier game manager. <laughs> you know, if you need a game manager and you put a great roster, he's been to a Super Bowl. Here's a nine and eight team. They've done well. It's the first winning season in forever. They finished above the Packers. They eliminated the Packers. They eliminated Aaron Rodgers. Cause if you saw every post game interview and screenshot and where the way he was walking off the field with Randall Cobbs. It seems like, and I said this last year and I stomped on the grave last year and I got my hee hees and ha ha's, but it seems like (laughs) Aaron is done, especially with the way that his interview went. Like somebody asked like, what are you going to miss the most? If this is your last game and everything he said was like about the reporters. And when you're talking about the reporters, and you're not just like, you know, like, we'll have to go back and talk to the family and figure out, like, what's next. But in the meantime, like, I, you guys know I love Green Bay, blah, 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 this organization. No. He was talking about the reporters yeah. and, like, the way that they reported. This man's done. He's done. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Shocked. Yeah, I, I would, too. Plus, the pa- Packers are going to take, like, a $30 million cap hit. If and when he retires, so uh, <laughs> it is gonna be so fun. Oh yeah, baby. Um, yeah. So the Packers don't make it eight nine. They did have a great end of the year though. But uh, Seahawks sneak in. And that leads us to the first game of the playoffs because not a Seahawks are back. No Russ. I didn't mention this. Geno broke the single season Seahawks passing record. Geno Smith in 2022-23 had a 4,000 throwing yard season. 4,000 yards for Geno. Jet legend, by the way. 
That's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. This man's career was done. People thought he was out of the league when he started. When he started opening night for the Seahawks, people were like, who? He yeah, still we, plays? <laughs> Legitimately, if you went on Twitter that day, you'd be like, Geno's still in the league? And then he won that game, and they're like, Geno's winning games? And he's, a, he's a, what is that, a pro bowler now, 4,000 yards, and he's in the record books. And if that's not, like, a great story, then I don't really know what is. Yeah, super happy for him. Like, if, if he found his home in Seattle, cool. Yeah. They still need a lot of work. But yeah, and again, one one season isn't gonna. You're not a Seahawk legend now, and you're just getting your jersey. And, yeah, retired. yeah, put like, up in the rafters. Yeah, we we still got a lot, but I mean, hey, what what a way to welcome yourself. You you Dude, can't be mad at that at all. And if they're gonna build around him, cool. Who knows? I mean, Very cool. they just need a couple of things. They don't really <clears throat> even need that much. They just need big upgrades at places, but. Yeah. So where do you want to start? You want to start in the AFC or NFC? No, I want to start with them, and I want to just go Saturday, go the games in the way that they're going, right? So we'll start with them at the 49ers. The 49ers are 10-point favorites right away, which is pretty wild for a a playoff game. Divisional rivals, they played twice. The 49ers beat the crap out of them respectfully both times. They had CX scored 20 combined points in the first two matchups. Is there anything harder to do in the NFL to beat a team three times? It's tough. It, I'm it's not really, really, tough. I'm not sure there is, but if there's ever a team and a roster and a coaching staff built for it. It's the 49ers. I like the Niners in this game. Brock Purdy's somehow the best quarterback on this roster. Or at least has looked the part. He might not actually be, but he at least looks the part since he's taken over for Jimmy G. The offense has not skipped a beat. In fact, they might be more of a threat through the air than they were before. That defense, obviously, is insane. And Christian McCaffrey is still one of the best offensive weapons in football. I think the Niners win. I think they win by over 10. Like, I'm taking their spread. I definitely think they went to like I'm scared of all the divisional games in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah like, of course. I, I three re- times. I really again. do think. Yeah, I really do think any of them can go either which way. But this is the one that I'm most confident about that the Niners are just going to take care of the Seahawks. Yeah, without a question. Yeah, and I mean the Niners' ten game win streak. Most of it has been with Brock Purdy. And they've had yep. a lot of injuries on the defensive side during the first half of that. They've gotten healthier as the year has gone on. Yeah. And they're rolling, man. I think they're the best team in football right now, realistically. And I'm I'm definitely gonna take them in this week one matchup uh pretty handily. So that's how e- I feel yeah, about it. Yeah, easy. But um, <clears throat> you know, maybe Gino gets a quirky game, goes crazy. Tyler Lockett has another playoff fantastic game like he's been prone to do throughout his career. I mean they got experience in the playoffs with some of these offensive weapons they have in Seattle, so maybe they can do something crazy. But um, no, I I don't feel too confident in it. So we're both taking the Niners, I think. Next up, the five seed versus four, uh, Chargers versus the four seed Jags. The Chargers are one and a half point favorites, so it's more or less a coin flip. But they are favorites according to Vegas. This is um a week three rematch. Where I think the Jags like really dominated the Chargers early in the year. Yeah. 
I don't think it's going to be that way again. I think that game was like 38 to 13 or 10 or something of that nature. 38 to 10. 38 to 10 is crazy. Um, Chargers have played much better football the second half of the year outside of yesterday, which, again, they shouldn't have tried at all yesterday, and they did, and then they stopped, and it was weird. They've been playing much better, though. They've been getting a little bit healthier, getting some of the guys back. Keenan Allen's back. He's been fantastic. Mike Williams is back. Having him there is really nice. Eckler's had a great year. Does that compare? Travis Etienne's had a great year, too. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty consistent for the second half of the season. Uh, The Jaguars' defense has looked phenomenal at times. Yeah. I don't know what to think. It it's definitely a toss up, but I feel like uh, winner Trevor Lawrence is gonna go Super Saiyan. Known winner now that he 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 has a chance to ball out in the playoffs, and I think he's gonna really make a name for himself this game. And okay. like, okay, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Let's um the best way to compare these teams, I think, to do a a, a little comparison, right? Who has the better head coach? I'll just ask you all. Uh, Jags. Uh, better QB. Mm, it's, a, it's a tough one. <laughs> Off the top, better QB. Off the top, um, I'm gonna say Herbert. Okay, one to one. Uh, better Herbert. wide receiver threats. So Jags, Chargers. Mm, Chargers. Okay. Better running back. Etienne or Eckler. I don't got their numbers off the top of my head, but I'm going to say Eckler. Uh, better O-line. I don't know if you know O-lines like that. No, I'm, I'm not even going to. It's the Jags right now. It's the Jags right now. Better defense. Uh. Jags? No, Chargers. Sounds like a toss Chargers. up. Yeah, it sounds like a toss yeah, up. Yeah, Chargers. Okay. Like, cool. I, I still I still think the Chargers are the better team. Okay. No, I mean, like, but it's nice to like look yeah. at those, right? Because yeah. those are those are <laughs> things that matter. And I think coaches in the NFL and the playoffs mean a lot. So if yeah. the Jags win this game, it's because they outcoach a poorly coached team. That's just what it yeah. comes down to. Mm, yeah. That's how I feel about that. I yeah. think I'm still gonna go with the chargers i think they're just way more talented at like a lot of positions but the Jags yeah, i'm, are way I'm so coach. i'm solely i'm solely going off of trevor lawrence having just a insane game and leading okay. them for the dub he he had that type of game earlier in the year against them so if there's anybody who would it's it's them yeah uh moving to sunday starting off at one o'clock we have dolphins bills again Third game of the year between these division rivals. Seven Dolphins, two Bills. They split the regular season. Is Tua playing? I don't know. As of this current moment, it's Skylar Thompson. Let's go into this assuming the Dolphins put Tua in the game. So it'll be Tua mm-hmm. versus Josh Allen. What are you feeling? Both games were decided on, like, kicks at the end. It was like... so. If Tua's playing, this is one of the divisional games that scares me the most. Mm-hmm. Like, I I really do think that the Dolphins could just come out and beat the Bills. Yeah. Not saying that the Bills are are bad, mm-hmm. like, but 
again, division games are the weirdest thing in the NFL because it don't matter how good a team is on one side and how bad a team is on the other side. They have their number. And having somebody's number in the NFL matters is dangerous. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. dangerous. And it's not like the Dolphins are no pushover. Like, they got a squad. So I definitely think it's a possibility. I'm not going to put my money on it, though. Like I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna take the Bills. Okay, I'm still gonna take the Bills, but I do think this is gonna be a close game, and they're gonna scare the Bills, and they're gonna feel like they're, <laughs> they're gonna lose. Here's how I feel about it. Right, Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's struggled at times this year, especially in the second half of the year. He's, he's, he has all the talent in the world. And he tries to make plays happen that don't need to happen. So he's kind of made some unforced errors that whether they lead the picks or not has put the team in kind of weird situations. If Josh Allen plays a clean game, I think they steamroll them. If he turns himself into a game manager, they steamroll them. I think the division matchup matters a lot. And I do think they're going to win this game, but Dolphins are really explosive if te- if uh, Tua's in this game because they have the two fastest wide receivers. Yeah. Tyreek had one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. I mean, it was a it was like a top thirteen receiving yard season ever. Pretty crazy. Didn't have his quarterback mm-hmm. for a decent amount of games there too. So I don't know. I really I, I don't know how to feel about it. But Tyreek has killed the Bills in the past. And yeah. that's and that's something to note. Um. I don't know. I'm going to take the Bills because the Dolphins just have so many holes at times. And again, they were on a losing, they were on a six game losing streak coming into their really bad win against the Jets. So despite all the quirkiness and everything, like it's hard to take a team that is just not clicked. And as smart of a coach as McDaniels is, I don't like him to like rally a team to like beat a top seed. I don't like it. I don't like it to rally a team to beat a team that just came off such an emotional 10 days that'll turn into 15 days by the time this game comes around. I don't I don't trust it. So. Yeah. Um, I feel that. So uh, I think we're both going Bills. I think that's... I was yeah, long-winded it, to it, say the favorite's going to win. The 10-point favorites, by the way. The 10-point favorites. It's not like this is close. That's assuming Skyler's in. I imagine if Tua gets cleared, that will change pretty drastically. If Skyler's in, it's Bills by a million. But if Tua's playing, it's it's Bills by, like, seven. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I like it. Uh, next up, we have Giants at Vikings. This will be one of the better games of the weekend, I think, uh, yep. for a couple of reasons. The Vikings O-line is decimated they're on their third string center and Kirk Cousins has been sacked more this year than he has in his career they also play the Giants who blitz more than any other team in the NFL I think it's like 47 percent of their defensive snaps they blitz so not only is the O-line banged up but they're gonna have to defend multiple guys not just four Kayvon Thibodeau's had a fantastic year And Brian Dable's a darn good coach. Now, on the other side of that, the Vikings have a better first-year coach in Kevin (laughs) O'Connell. We've talked so much this year about Brian Dable, right? 
and he's deserved yeah. it all. Giants were in a dumpster. We thought their roster kind of sucked. I still think they have a bad wide. Re- I think they have the worst wide receiver core in the league still. I don't even know if that's like debatable. Even like their wide receiver core stinks. I think Daniel Jones is doing okay on an offense that's not really featuring him. He's kind of there, but he's doing the most that he can and not turn the ball over, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And Dable's been great. And then the Giants win nine games to make the playoffs, this, that, and the other thing. But O'Connell comes in and wins 13 games. If they beat one other team this year, <laughs> they have the best record in the NFL. <laughs> one more game. And, I, you know, it's hard, but, like, there are 11 and 0 in one one possession games. What do you think that comes from? Quarterback and coaching. You don't win those games without at least above average decision making and above average quarterback play. So yeah, O'Connell's been great at times. He's had lapses, but like he's been great winning games. Is in Minnesota where they've only lost one game this year. Greg Joseph's been better for the Vikings. He had that 61-yarder to beat the Giants a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, they both have their their points. I mean, the Vikings have the best offensive player, not as a quarterback in the league. The The way the Giants beat win this game, Saquon has a just insane game, and their defense shuts you guys down. The, yeah, the way they win it is the Giants hold the ball for 30 minutes. And they no. sack Kirk more than four times. If Kirk gets sacked no. more than four times and they keep the ball and just run it 30 times, they win. No. And it's going to be a 17-10 to 10 game. And that's how the Giants want to beat you. They want to run. They want to keep running. And they want to no. keep running. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to work. I don't know. I, Vikings run defense has been great in the red zone. And so if you're going to hold the Giants to field goals all game, that's a problem for them. For sure. Vikings are three-point favorites. I think I'm going to wind up taking them on the, the line here. I think they wind up winning by more than three. Uh, probably four to a touchdown, right? But this is an interesting game, and I think it could be... Um, if Daniel Jones decides he wants to be a real quarterback here and like make the offense run through <laughs> him, which that's not like even disrespectful. He... he they do not run this offense through him at all. So if he decides, it, hey, it's not built for him. <laughs> let me turn it on and become a quarterback that it runs through. This could be a really good game. But Yeah, okay. but I'm I'm not here for that. <laughs> it, it's Saquon or nothing. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And yeah, like I, I I wanna not pick the top seed, but I just have to. <laughs> It's, and and we've said it all year. Like winning all the games that they have in the fashion that they have means a lot. Yeah. And here they are. In the first game, it matters. I don't know. We'll see. Two two rookie head coaches. There's not been. It, it's pretty important to note here. There's been five rookie head coaches ever to make the Super Bowl. It sucks that two of them are in this game. <laughs> it sucks that two of them are in this game. Uh, two of those five have won it, by the way. So, could be a cool thing for whoever wins this game to advance and yeah, maybe do that for their squad. Next game coming up: Ravens Bengals. Another game I'm not really looking forward to. We we kind of teased it earlier. I don't know if Lamar's gonna play. If Lamar's not gonna play, I'm not even gonna watch this game. 
mostly because I'm not going to be in town and 8 o'clock on a Sunday when I'm not home is kind of a difficult situation to get a game on. But, <laughs> like, I have no desire to watch the Ravens get slapped without Lamar. And then even if Lamar plays, what what Lamar are we getting? Because I don't can't think that's fair. Like... I don't think that's fair. I mean, you're right. He hasn't played in a I couple mean, weeks. Why, why, why right not, now. though? Like, it, it's no slander on him. It's just... I'm going to expect you to be kind of rusty when you haven't played in a while. And then it's your knee. So how much are you going to be running? Yeah. You're like, it's an honest question. It's no knock on Lamar. And it's, it's just, not that he can't be a pocket back. quarterback, but like when a lot of your game is predicated on being able to run out and then also being deadly in the pocket, it's just like, yeah. now, now one of those is gone. And now what? Uh, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Um, are the Ravens defense going to be able to hold the Bengals down? Because if if the if the Ravens go down early, I do not like their ability to come back from a thirteen plus point deficit at any point in this game. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And it's again no slander on on the Ravens, but I was talking to a, a Ravens fan of ours the other day, and I was like, <laughs> man, who do you have offensively that's like? competent outside of mark andrews which mark andrews is the answer right but they don't have a top 10 wide receiver in their division outside of mark andrews in the division so like where is this comeback material going to come from if they get down a lot i don't know so i, I like the bengals pretty handily in this game yeah with I'm, or without I'm taking I'm, I'm right there with you there, there's no question about it on my end Nice. We're we're pretty aligned on everything. Yeah. Nice. It's just that uh Chargers Jags is the only thing. Yeah, and uh, even that one so that was a good one. That was a good one. I think this game we might be a little uh misaligned on too. Cowboys Bucks, Monday night football. Weird that Monday is gonna be a playoff game, but that's the way that we're so, doing it now. Yeah. So Super weird. wild card, baby. This will be one of the most viewed games of the year. Cause you yeah. have Tom Brady versus the biggest fan base in the sport. Cool. Dallas's favorites, despite them being away, the last two guy, times these teams have played each other, it has come down to the wire and game-winning drives from Tom Brady. And the Cowboys have not won. Wait, what, what is this? The Cowboys are 0-7 all-time against the Buccaneers quarterback. Okay, against Tom Brady. I was like, what? Okay, against yeah, Tom Brady. They, they, I don't know were, they worded that they worded, weird. They worded that weird. They're 0-7 <laughs> against Tom Brady. Like Josh Johnson. Yeah, what? I was like, <laughs> Josh Freeman, hello? Yeah, I was like, hold on. Um, <laughs> Cowboys have never, never beaten Tom Brady. Oh, man. Which is funny because it kind of backs up every narrative we've ever said, right? Everybody always says you don't want to face Tom in the playoffs. We've seen bad Patriots teams make runs, quote-unquote, bad Patriots teams make runs, winning Super Bowls despite them winning 10 games or 11 games. And you're like, well, they're not that good. And then they get in, and Tom's great, and the defense plays better than they ever have. And all of a sudden, here we are. And then the Cowboys every year are the opposite. You're like, oh, my God, the Cowboys look amazing this year. The defense, the Dak Prescott, <laughs> Zeke's running out of his mind. Then you have Amari Cooper, but not this year. Now you have CeeDee Lamb and uh, Bud. all these weapons. Micah Parsons might win the player, defensive player of the year. 
and then they don't win in the playoffs. And I know it's a narrative. We heard it. And it's tired and it's boring. But, but you have true. the but you have the playoff winner and the playoff loser. <laughs> is is one of them going to fold? You know, and is one going to fold or are they going to do what they're going to do? Is it is it business as usual? I don't think so. You think so. I don't think so. I think the Cowboys are really, really, really good. And no, they didn't play well against Washington this week. They didn't really care, right? They lost to Washington. Who cares? If, you're, if your favorite team that was in the playoffs already lost this week, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. They didn't look good, though. And I think this week was more of like a Sam Howe, like, hey, let's slug it. And he looked fantastic. That's the quarterback of the future, at least next year's future for Washington, right? Um, Cowboys, though, again, they have one of the scariest D-lines I've ever seen. Micah Parsons is, like, that guy. And he's one of those where, like, remember back in the day when J.J. Watt was, like, on his tear where he was just, like, the best athlete in the world for like three years and mm-hmm. you were like man i could really use a sack right now and then like he sacked him and it was like oh so he just like ignition on this play and got to the quarterback that's kind of what mark micah parsons feels like the bucks o-line is not great this year tristan Wirfs hasn't played much and they've had other issues at the o-line if tom is under duress <clears throat> This game is going to be a blowout. I could agree a with blowout. that. A blowout. And I'm talking yeah. like 35 to 7 blowout. Because if Tom's if Tom's under pressure, he's going to get frustrated because Tom has shown like as he's gotten older he gets frustrated. Which it's always warranted, by the way. It's not just like I'm mad. It's like he's warranted <laughs> and, yeah, maybe and, sometimes. Hey, he might be. Who's to say? Divorce <laughs> is crazy. But um yeah. He is going to get sacked in this game, but it's all those things outside of the sacks, right? Does he have three seconds in the pocket to drop back and make a pass? Him and Mike Evans have shown downfield threats have been really good for them this year, and they haven't been able to do it a lot because, again, the O-line's not been great. But when they have that time, that connection is still there with those two guys. Are they going to be able to do that? You really only need two, three plays of that between them to make this a game. It's that type of dynamic and Mike Evans is that type of special player. I think Dak is an important factor here, too. Is Dak a guy that can win a game against a really good Bucks defense? Because the run game is going to be tough. If there's a running back I would like against the Bucks, it is Tony Pollard outside of the tackles. He bounces it around. He's explosive. I don't know. Big thing with this game, you got to keep it close. The Bucks got to get out in front early. And keep it out in front. They cannot let the Cowboys go up two scores because I, I don't, I don't got faith in them that they're going to be able to bounce back from that in the game. But if they keep it close, even if they're losing, like even if they're losing, you yeah. you, you keep it nice and tight. You can ride off through the game, and once you get down in the if stretch, get, I mean, again, if you can get this game, that if you're down ten. With ten minutes left in the game, that's the that's a great spot for Tampa Bay. That's why. Yeah, because again, you bring it to Tom Brady territory, yeah. you're chilling. Yeah, you're chilling. But you you got to get there, and gotta it's a long there. game. 
Awesome. And it, it's not like the, the Cowboys are going to just be a cakewalk. It, it's going to be tough for them. Absolutely. But again, no matter how bad the, this Bucks team has looked at times, they have shown spurts of what they can be. Yeah, they have. And I, I do think you, you bring Tom in the playoffs, especially first round. You, you got it. You definitely got it. And obviously it's not just Tom. You definitely you gotta you gotta lock them down on the defensive end. Yeah, I could trust it. I could trust it. And the offense, you you gotta perform. You you can't be out here dropping passes like you guys like. And they have. <laughs> they certainly they, do. They have. They have. Like you're gonna need a big game out of Lenny, all that. So again, that's, I'm, that's asking a lot. That guy stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy stinks. <laughs> That man, but playoff like Lenny's 40, different 40, though. 40, playoff Lenny's five different. yards on a pick for me, but he is playoff Lenny's playoff, different. He's playoff different. Lenny is different. So oh boy, was he I'm, go, I'm riding with the Bucks. <laughs> I'm definitely riding with the Bucks. I I do think they they get this done, and um, see what happens. It's going to be a fun game regardless. Yeah, this is, and so, I'm happy again, to put this on Monday. Monday. Night, I'm happy to put this on Monday. This is a really good one. This is a really this good This is one. the Monday game. Yeah. And I and mean, I, it, I it made sense. Again, this is going to like break like Monday night records in terms of viewership. This is, this is a good one. Yeah, because hey, it's not like it's a, a Saturday or Sunday playoff game, like where you got to go to a tailgate, you're watching it, then you might not make it to another or home before the next game starts or you're not really watching. It. Everybody is here got, for this game. You got nothing going on. You're coming home from work and you're I'm watching, watching this. this. Yeah. It's funny, Everybody. too, because this is probably going to, like, beat the snot out of the college football playoff championship, which is tonight, by the way. The Natty TCU Georgia. Let's go, baby. I'm yeah. very excited for that. I know we don't talk okay. about it much. We'll talk a lot about college football here. It's more my thing. I'm super excited for it. Uh, TCU take them on the money line. Georgia's winning. Okay? Well, not money line, but the spread. The sp- you know what I'm saying. The spread. TCU spread. Georgia, all right. Um, but it's probably going to break that record in terms of viewership because, again, Cowboys and Brady. Is there a bigger single brand in the sport than Tom Brady, or has there ever been? Probably not, right? You know, we can't speak for Jerry no. Rice and and, and those but, I mean, guys. E- e- and even that, like... Obviously, the accessibility and social media makes it more... And, and that's the thing. Like you you yeah. got to do it, but, like... Even like LeBron, because that's the really only comparable thing you can do. Like LeBron's if you not bigger because of the sport, but also bigger because of the sport, if that makes sense. Like football's bigger in America. So like yeah. Brady's more known, but like more people know about LeBron just in general and like have seen greatness out of I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong. I don't I, I don't know because like I don't know. I I, I wanna the NFL is big. They're both than sick. The I hate comparing them. They're both awesome. They're way, it's way bigger. I, I, yeah, it's I, so I hate it. Bigger. But like, if you go to like just a regular person, doesn't care about sports at all. Go to any person nothing. in the world that has a TV and a phone. They probably know LeBron James. Realistically, or at least like have heard the name and like, yeah. Whether it's but the they, Vine they, or they've but seen they've them. heard both of them though. It's it's just a matter of have which they, one have they heard. If I go to a, some <laughs> random person in Indonesia, do they know who Tom Brady is? We're getting really off the track, but like, 
That's a good conversation. Uh, That's a great me, off-season me, me. summer conversation to have. <laughs> There's no sports. Whichever third world country is getting the t-shirts, they know LeBron because no, LeBron they certainly know LeBron. <laughs> they LeBron they lost certain... more, so they got the they got the t-shirts that got already. The, qua- the quadrilogy. The Brady t-shirts the... aren't making it out there, so I mean, yeah, only it, two. It is what Shout it out is. Eli. Only two. So you know, LeBron's bigger I'm, because he's a loser. Look at, look at the brain. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, oh brother <laughs> don't disrespect the soon to be all-time scoring leader like that <laughs> hey i'm i'm a lebron truther that's so it's, funny. it's no hate that's well, so it... funny <laughs> i like that it yeah. always can pivot always we're, we're kind of we're in the same realm as like the first takes of this world that we can all we can make anything turn to lebron talk anything <laughs> anything we just don't we, we could we could talk about lebron we every week and Did you guys know lebron's stretches. averaging more points per game and rebounds per game than he ever or as than his career averages right now in year 20 lego <laughs> lego that that's that's the tidbit for today he's not even going to be like top 5 in mvp Crazy. <laughs> He's just not even gonna be in it's insane. L- L- Lakers suck. <laughs> Lakers do suck. The Lakers do suck. They won last night. Or two nights ago. I don't remember which it was. But they won. So it was a stupid game. But really not. It was two nights ago. Oh, okay. Alright, so to to wrap it all up, we got the 49ers. Yeah. Also with the Jags and Chargers. Oh, 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 oh. Just go with yours. Just look into the camera. This this will be a TikTok, maybe. I don't know. Look into the camera. Super wild card weekend. Who are you picking? All right. I got the 49ers. I got the Jaguars. I got the Bills. I got the Vikings. I got the Bengals. And I got the Buccaneers. Okay. I like that. Super wild card weekend. My picks are going to be the 49ers, the Chargers, the Bills, the Vikings, the Bengals, and the Dallas Cowboys. Those are my picks. How you feel? We'll probably make a graphic about that too or something like that. Whether we make that a TikTok or not, we should probably incorporate like maybe, you know, you know, you see, you know, you see the vision, see the vision. We got it. Thank you guys. If you're listening, you know, we appreciate and love you. Make sure you follow us at Spectators Media. If you don't already, go ahead and follow us. TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. We'll be there. We're posting daily on IG, trying our best on TikTok. I'll have another TikTok or two baseball related stuff coming out this week. Um, it's me being a hater. So if you like when I'm a hater, you'll enjoy these videos. Um, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about the playoffs as those happen too, because that's going to be really fun content. Everybody I appreciate you again. We'll see you next week on episode 171. Peace.